0: Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blindspot Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birriette Camps, and today's guest is Tina Schweiger, the CEO and founder of Mindful Appy, and also the inventor of an algorithm called the Net Emotional Index, which actually measures and tracks how each individual team member's emotional state impacts the workplace environment, the culture, and employee turnover. So welcome to the show, Tina. Why, thank you. Yeah, it's amazing how you ended up in the place where you could put a measurable around what a lot of CEOs would think is subjective. So having said that, you yourself have been a successful CEO and you built a company and sold it. And then in that process, you decided at some point to be a consultant while you went to Harvard to get your industrial organizational psychology degree. And you just completely enamored with psychometrics. I know you've already had some successful case studies, but you're not only successful CEO, you're also successful in your home life. So you must be figuring something out. Tell us what are one or two reasons that you have managed to succeed in the business environment where most people don't?
1: Well, that's a really good question. I, do believe it's related to my passion project of Mindful Appy. One of the things I learned early on in my career was that you it really matters how people feel when they're working for you. I had a design firm early on. I had a really great A team. I was growing so quickly that in fact, I brought in a manager to manage the business, help me manage the business. And as we were moving forward, I just kind of assumed everything was fine. But what was happening underneath kind of the covers, if you will, was was really bad and I didn't know it, it turned out that staff was not happy and they didn't really feel comfortable telling me that they weren't happy. And eventually they banded together and all left in sort of a mutiny fashion and gutted the business. And it was a very difficult lesson.
0: So therefore your passion to to make sure you can measure before there's employee turnover, so to speak. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That was your blind spot then, would you say?
1: Yes, definitely at the time, it was, I'm trucking along, everything's going fine. And then all of a sudden, a blind spot is something I feel like you you notice it when something blows up in your face, because <laughs> <laughs> you, you just hadn't seen it before. So I would definitely call it a blind
0: spot. Yeah. And I love how on your website, it even says, oh, this tool helps CEOs discover any blind spots that they might have. Because I do mm-hmm. think, you know, a lot of CEOs don't realize they have one until there is turnover. And in fact, you and I got connected, because I know, One of your clients, who at the time even told me, "I'm going to call Tina and tell her I want to work with you again in the future, but only if it's uh, (laughs) it's with you," (laughs) because because they had experienced the service previously. Of I guess whoever took over at the time, and I appreciate you sharing that, by the way, because I I think the CEOs I have uh, spoken with, I think that is one of the number one blind spots is not being aware. When, that employees don't feel comfortable going to the CEO and saying, "Hey, one of your leaders is causing havoc," until it's way too late. But like you said, you you attracted A players, you you built a great team, and again, you're doing something right now, and you're attracting investors. So even though you had that challenge, you've had you've been in business before, and you keep succeeding in different areas. I've gotten feedback from external people
1: about that. I do believe I'm very resilient. I'm on almost 20 years of running businesses and I mean, countless setbacks. So whether it's a setback with the financial crash of 2008 or Mm -hmm. COVID or interpersonal clashes at businesses or legal issues, you're always gonna face a setback. And what has defined my success is my ability to rebound from those setbacks and learn from them. So making Mindful Appy to address how can you find out when your employees are not happy is a result of that. It's how I've taken a negative thing from the past and turned it into an opportunity in the future. Over the past couple years, I've been hit with cancer in the family, COVID, hospitalization. I mean, in the personal side, even it's been testing my ability to be resilient. And for whatever reason, I just keep bouncing back. Hmm. Optimism, I think.
0: Yeah, probably both. (laughs) So in crisis, as you said, you've been very resilient over 20 years. You keep learning, succeeding, learning, succeeding. What tip do you have for new leaders or leaders trying to make it through crisis right now?
1: Making it through crisis is coming to get to know reality very well. As an optimistic person, and I think people in general, sometimes we want to believe the story that's in our head about how things are going to play out or how you want them to play out, or sometimes your goals end up becoming your reality. When you're in crisis, your best bet is to figure out what's really going on and accept it and not be in denial of that. And I have had other business crises with the financial crisis time, when you may be in a position where the business is bleeding money and you may find yourself almost in a state of denial or, or delay, like, okay, well, this is temporary, we're going to bounce back. And you can tell yourself these things to keep yourself going when in reality, it may not come back. And the sooner that you can face that reality, the faster you can pivot and make some changes that are lasting.
0: Yeah, so that in a lot of leaders have some metrics to see when profits go down and if their product aren't working. But back to, again, the, the thing that you're currently launching or have been launching, mm-hmm. now you've added the ability, sounds like, for CEOs to tell the truth about what risks they have internally with their team members.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, what I'm hoping to create is an area of safety for the employees to sort of send a signal to management if they're not happy, rather than feeling like sensitive to power dynamics, they may feel even less comfortable confronting their boss about any issue. But if they have a way to anonymously say, I'm going to let you know that the way I feel right now is I would give you the finger if I could. (laughs) They could pick an emoji that's given them the finger and it could never be traced back to them because we do de-identify the data from the individual and then it's aggregated and reported as a single number so that it can keep people feeling like they can express themselves freely without fear of retribution.
0: Yeah. And I think the key there is what you said, which is you make it safe and anonymous. So as a CEO, again, it's hard to tell me if you're not happy, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to be blindsided by turnover either. And I don't want to be blindsided by not knowing that a key leader is causing havoc, so to speak.
1: Right. And right now you could end up on blind or glass door. There's a number of platforms where it's going to get out there. And if you can get ahead of it, and stay on top of it, I think that's ideal because you could make changes or address the issue before it blows out of
0: proportion. Wow. You just added a whole new dimension, which is <laughs> quote unquote reality these days, mm-hmm. right? I, I know several companies who it's really gotten out of hand on social media and they had, the CEO had no idea. There right. so many issues brewing under the surface. So it's almost like also a risk mitigator. <laughs> <laughs> is, <know>? Absolutely, <laughs> we're definitely going into the legal environment now with with that as well. When people don't speak up to the the leaders or the CEO, then they feel like it's not safe to to express themselves, and they go to outside to their friends and social media. So uh-huh. they have a um, lot of power, actually. Yeah. And it's becoming more and more evident every day. Mm -hmm. So you will be protecting yourself by using it with your team. We do use it. Yeah, (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. So what kind of company or size would be someone who could benefit the most from your algorithm?
1: My my vision is where there's a company where it's big enough to have layers. A really small company where you really do have the the boss that has the one-on-one touch with everyone. Mm-hmm. That boss can rely as I did for many years with walking in the room and reading the room so to speak or Getting a sense for who feels or what the dynamics are just by observation. Larger companies are what this is for. This is when you do have maybe there's a whole retail team of 10,000 people, customer facing you really need to know how they feel. And really, it's humanly impossible to aggregate the sense of an intuitive person who may be able to do so on site, but how do they actually report that back up to the layers above them? It's, it's difficult because they could say, oh, I sense that there's a problem in my department, but I couldn't tell you exactly what it was. They're intuitive enough to even say that. <laughs> the absolute smallest would be six. We don't allow results to come out for anything less than six responses. So the six, Six would assume that all six of you have agreed to respond to the the samples that come out every day, the, the pulses, and then you could see the results as an aggregated score. Anything less than six, we feel like it's really too easy to pick it apart and sort of reverse engineer who's saying what.
0: Mm, So it's for safety Mm -hmm. and not being anonymous that you say at least six, at least six. Yeah. Okay.
1: I do have plans on down the line to do an app for an individual where they can track their own emotions and look at their own psychometrics and start piecing together different events in their life that impact how they're feeling and learn more
0: about themselves and become more self-aware. Wow. So that could actually lead into from where you might need coaching or help, it sounds mm-hmm. like.
1: Yeah. Self awareness is the biggest gift we can give ourselves in this lifetime, I feel like.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and as leaders, you kind of have to. Did did you ever have any mentors in business or how did you learn to be self aware and, and ask for help or learn I to have- succeed?
1: Yeah, I've been a consumer of executive coaching started my, I hired my first executive coach in 2008. And so for many years, just that leadership training and that training on communication, on what you're accountable for, what you're not accountable for on leadership, all of those skills, I just, I, I soaked them up to the point where I study them now.
0: Well, thank you for providing some of that for our <laughs> listeners so they could study how, how do you know if your team is happy or not before they walk out, so to speak. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, Tina, we talked a little bit about your current scenario and you're going through the next round of raising money with investors. Mm-hmm. And you said for our podcast listeners that you had a special offer given that situation. I that do. You want to say something about that? So I do have something I'd like to offer. We've had a lot of successful
1: pilots and and we have some projects that are going really great. What I'm really looking for to grow is a couple of additional use cases. So I'd like to find a couple of companies where we could help each other grow, run some pilots with the technology and really feel how we can stretch it and how we can find other ways to find value out of what we've created and and help build value for another business.
0: Fantastic. So the best way to reach you would be to go to mindfulappy.com. And I know you're also on LinkedIn. So Man. I guess as long as they mention this podcast and that you would have a conversation with them to see if it's mutually beneficial to for no cost to provide this service for them as you as you go to the next round of development, correct?
1: Thank you, Birgit. That's exactly right.
0: Very good. Well, thank you so much, Tina, again, for being on this podcast, sharing what you learned as a leader and continuing to provide the technology you're providing in a way that CEOs can actually tell the truth or or see reality sooner when it comes to people.
1: Wonderful. I appreciate the opportunity to share this with you.